Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. already oh, skipped no. some numbers cool welcome to the uh this one of the unusual f pod um and as you can tell from how we're starting it's gonna be a doozy <laughs> i'm already excited so i am delighted and thrilled to be joined by kirsten and megan and kirsten i'm gonna put you right on the spot and ask you um what's a what's a really great awesome positive wonderful thing that's happened in the last like now 10 to 12 to 14 days or so of course you're putting me on the spot because when i, I know, suggested right? that we do this i was thinking what on earth <laughs> good has happened because i mean like my grandpa died this week and uh you know my health is still giving me issues i had to cancel on a mental health appointment because my mental health was too bad to go to the mental health appointment um I can't even get to my skincare, y'all. It's just it's it's a mess. You look good from here. Yeah. <laughs> I've blurred it, like you know, with a Instagram filter. I've I've applied that on <laughs> I don't Skype. Think I should. <laughs> um, so actually, um, in terms of my grandpa dying, it's been. Um, I, I'm obviously not going to say that was a great thing to have happened in the past week, but. Um, Asking my dad questions about him, really pointed questions and his relationship. Because my dad's a a pastor, so all the time he has to deal with death and people who are grieving. So I figured he's going to have to be the one people are leaning on during this time. And that's not really fair because it's his dad too. Uh, So I was just really trying to be there for him. And I learned some interesting things about my grandpa and I saw a lot of really nice pictures that they're scanning. They're going through with a scan wand and scanning all the pictures because my grandpa was like the official photographer in the family and he passed down that love of photography to um, almost everyone in the family, pretty much. Uh, So something really sad in that way has turned into something that's made me feel more connected to my family and more hopeful that I'll be able to get back to the States in a month and be with them and properly say goodbye to my grandpa. That's really beautiful. What was your grandpa's name? Jim. Jim Schleiwitz. That kind of reminds me since my grandma passed away last year in March, um, It also reminded me of the, because she also did the same thing with photographs. She had so many pictures of me playing soccer when I was little. 
Aww. Like, I could not believe how many pictures we found. And she's the one who kind of got me into when I started watching the Men's World Cup in 2006. It was, I was spending the whole summer at her house, um, you know, because my mom was working and stuff, and I didn't do summer school and everything. And um, that was how I fell in love with Germany, was because she spent the time in between games telling me about how when they had lived there, when my grandpa was in the military, and she taught me, like food words and stuff um, like the little German she picked up <laughs> and then her stories about what it was like on the military base and the friends that she made outside of it um, and we were able to actually find on Google Earth like where their apartment was oh wow and so oh. I got to go <laughs> yeah which it was a parking lot now but <laughs> I kind of got to go by there and send her a picture of it when I went back to Germany and it just made me realize like how integral those kind of figures in our lives like not even doesn't even necessarily have to be family but especially like grandparents can be in making us who we are they definitely can yeah Yeah. um megan we're gonna talk a a lot (laughs) about this (laughs) germany nigeria nigeria match for us just ended so um feel free to hop in uh with you know your your expertise wait but doesn't she have to say something good about our actual week oh your actual week megan don't skirt the issue here (laughs) my actual actual week week was going to the u.s open cup match on wednesday um where st louis fc beat mls side fc cincinnati one to nothing and stop in a stoppage time goal from captain sam fink which was amazing and incredible to be at. Um, I took my mom, <laughs> which I've dragged her to quite a few games, and she's had various experiences at them, so it's always kind of fun to see like how she interacts with the situation. So I'll be honest, she doesn't like the supporters group just because she told me they're too loud and they always have those flare things, and why are, is there a drum going during the whole game, and why don't they ever sit down? So... I had gotten general admission tickets on the other side of the park, not realizing that that section was right next to the visitor section. So <laughs> she still got that um, players and drums experience, even though I tried to help her. That's what I get for not paying attention to maps. But I also wanted to commend up until the end of the game, was ready to make friends with the FC Cincinnati fans. Um, because they were doing really awesome. I mean, they were really cool and fun, and they had some really inclusive chants that I loved. Um, Will you so... tell us your favorite one, the one that you posted in our WhatsApp group? <laughs> it was oh, pretty great. Um, is it the no one likes us and we don't care, or the... No, no everyone the does. No one likes us and we don't care. Um, the... Uh, will you be my girl? Or yes. guy, that's how you identify? Yeah. <laughs> Which was really cool, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I had it in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna go over and talk, I'm in my unusual efforts, sure, I'm gonna, like, make a connection, maybe I'll end up with an article out of this. And then after the game, when I went to walk up to them, they were just shouting at us, fuck you, <laughs> and fuck your team. And I'm like, this may not be the best situation to try to introduce myself. Yeah. Um, like, they could have made a really great friend and been featured in an article, so. Exactly. FC you know. Cincinnati. Look what you lost out on. Can I just, since, you know, we all love our moms and talk about our moms on this podcast a lot. And (laughs) Jesse, we are so getting a clip of your mother into this podcast somehow. 
But uh, when I took took my mom into her first Sounders game, um, it was back when I had season tickets in the supporter section. And so we're right in the thick of it, behind the goal, everything. Um, and my mom is, like, she says she's 5'2". I don't think she's even that tall. She's a tiny little woman. And these two guys in front, who are at least six feet probably taller, were, like, getting into it for some reason, debating something totally not even soccer-related. And she, my tiny little mother, reaches over the seats, pushes them forcefully (gasps) apart, and says, some of us are trying to watch this game. And they, and they like, turned around like they were ready to fight, and then they see my little mother, and they were like, sorry, ma'am. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, now I need to share that my mom, my mom is great for many, many things, but watching soccer is not one of them because she has no patience. But um, we, she did used to come to some of um, our Metro Stars games when um, we had Metro Stars season tickets matches. And my mom had this inexplicable crush on ponytail era Tony Miola. Okay. Um, which, I mean, I needed everybody to like, just take a second, Google image that. You're welcome in advance. Um and she would just, my mom would call him my Tony. Um, and that's all she would talk about during the game. Where's my Tony? He's in the goal, mom. Well, when's he going to come out? Well, mom's not. And my father was a professional goalkeeper. So, like, she knows that. Well, when's he going when when to come closer to us? Well, mom, he's not. Because the goal's over there and we're over here. And that's where he's going to stay. Yeah, but I want to see him. Well, mom, you can. From here. Because this is where we are. And that's where he is. <laughs> you should have brought her some binoculars with you <laughs> granted this was giant stadium when like there it was like us and like maybe 14 other people we would all go to the i mean we were not that far away from tony Miola's ponytail love <laughs> i feel so. like and this is probably something that i should be uh dming instead of saying on the podcast but i feel like yeah. we need to do an episode or not an episode, uh, an article about, like, bringing parents or other family members or something to their first games. Yeah. <laughs> like a compilation of everybody's favorite stories. Or we can that, just like, have that as a good podcast episode after all of the World Cup sure. stuff is finished. So we have a nice, refreshing thing. That, <laughs> yes, palate cleanser <laughs> that doesn't make us want to rant at Jeez. life. Kirsten, why do why do we need a palate cleanser? Has, he, have some things been happening? So many things have been happening, but since we're recording right after Germany, Nigeria, I'm pretty sure that is the primary reason we need a palate cleanser right now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, do we want to maybe start with a little mini rant, and then we have asked our um, Twitter followers some really fantastic questions and gotten some really excellent answers so we could take some like little comedic breaks from our rants that sounds like a good idea excellent so who i love that i'm in charge because i get to like i get to say things like the following which one of you (laughs) it's gonna quickly be like you are not in charge anymore (laughs) you're holding a needle and i'm scared even though you're thousands of miles away i know right which one of you would like to give a short recap of the match that we have all just been subjected to? 
How's this? One of you can give a recap of the actual match, and one of you can give a recap of the Fox Soccer 1 commentary. I'll do the so commentary. I was going <laughs> to say, I literally um, left the game on mute the whole time. Oh, okay. Amazing. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks. Go for it. Match commentary. Recap. Um, we have 30 some seconds one... or less, and you have to use the word um, banana. Banana? Yeah. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I took improv classes. Ooh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're using your 30 um, seconds up right now. I know. There was too much VAR. Everybody's yep. complaining about VAR again. Um, we had a nice opportunity. And we... Oh, that goes into commentary. Never mind. Um, <laughs> and we got to see a lot of diverse playing styles, I think. Okay. You have not yet used your word. I don't know how. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Amazingly enough... The commentary never used the word banana. Mm, but why is that shot? That was really good. It why is that seems like they were approaching it because at times there was latent racism and at times it was pretty much just overt racism coming from the commentary. So I was excited because this is the first time that I've seen a Fox Sports feed where I am. I have to get feeds because Serbia is all, oh, Luka Jovic, which usually I'm excited about. But anyway, they're playing the U-20s or U-21s or whatever. Um, So it's not on TV and we have to hunt for streams. So I got the FS1 commentary today and I thought, hey, yay, women. Women are commentating. Mm -hmm. And then almost immediately it was like, but we can't get women who aren't racist. Because I think the first thing that happened was a description of um, the Nigeria team with their pace and power, which is the normal uh, stereotypical way to describe black players. Um, Then there was a comment about how they'd made it to the round of 16 because of their coach, uh, the Swedish coach. Sorry, I'm needing to click a button here. Um, so I'm sorry. I don't know his name off the top of his head because really the rage drove it all out. Well, Um, interestingly, Kat Whitehill and her fellow commentator, and I'm not even bothering to remember which one was which knew the coach's names, Barely knew the Nigerian squad. That is Thanks. that is correct. By the way, bingo square for your effortise to bingo. <laughs> there was a lot of effortise to bingo yeah. being uh, checked, checked off, off on this. So so then they they pretty much said that they'd been to the World Cup in every edition due to their athleticism. Which sidebar here? Go read Jinian's two part piece on Nigeria going to. China in 91 and you will see how amazing those that first Super Falcon squad is and how none of it has to do with the stereotype of athleticism. Also like you like you heard Megan before talk about Alexandra Pop are you saying that Birgit Prince was never athletic? Cuz if I'm thinking of an athletic player, she's one of the first ones to come to mind. Yeah. Um so and then then there was the combination of the two tweets in which 
Cat said, yes, we will call her out. Cat Whitehill said, is it Whitehill or Whithill? Whitehill. Okay. Just got a little concerned there for a second. Cat Whitehill said that the Nigeria team were athletic and powerful, but it was due to their coach, who is European, bringing tactical awareness to the side that they were able to get to this place in the tournament. That's just flat out wrong. And Fox needs to figure that out even, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, they need to sort that out before they even sort out the Alexi Lawless nonsense. It's part and parcel, like it's part and parcel of the same thing, right? That's the fact true. That you know they have Alexi Lawless as their spokesman with his antiquated and racist and sexist, you know, everything views, and that they don't see an issue with this. It's everything. And uh, is this where we should point out that Kat herself doesn't see an issue with this? Because she tweeted at us. And her response was basically, well, I also said that an American could have coached the team as well. You missed that part. They just need tactical awareness. Which shows that she just, she simply has no grasp of the issues behind it all. That when you're saying that only a European coach or an American coach can and sorry, normally I don't use the word American. I'm just frustrated right now. I apologize to those of you who are annoyed by that term. That a coach from either Europe or the U.S., the Western world essentially, can bring tactical awareness to these backward African teams who have their athleticism and power, but don't have the intelligence to advance through tactics. That that was essentially the message of the commentary throughout. At times it was more overt. At times it was a little more hidden. And it's just, it's something that absolutely has to stop. It It's antiquated, outdated stereotypes of these players. And it's harmful to the game as a whole and to advancing the Women's World Cup to reach, you know, 32 teams like people say that it will be even better if we get there. If we're saying if we're putting people in these boxes and saying that all t- players from certain countries are this or this or this. And also, how on earth are teams like Nigeria ever going to get a good coach from Nigeria if the perception is a coach from Africa doesn't know tactics. Right. I think this is harmful to developments in general, you know, looking even beyond women, looking beyond African nations. This is harmful to the idea that, or to the to the process of athletic development. Because you're saying that only white men can have the, you know, tactical sophistication or the logistical intelligence and must then be in charge. And we already see, you know, there have been articles written this week about the um, percentage of men over women coaches. So there are hierarchical issues here where 
we're not seeing women, we're not seeing people of color at the highest levels. And that trickles down, trickles down to commentary, it trickles down into journalism, trickles down into coaching, it trickles down into hiring, it trickles down into Michelle Platini and Seth Blatter. <laughs> so um, it needs to be overhauled. And it does start it, you know, it starts here. It starts with the language that we use. And we talk about that a lot. And I think it even goes back to what we were saying on the last pod. The same thing about that with Alexi Lawless is it's harmful for at every level. But even thinking about how many of us got our starts by watching something like the World Cup, because it's more accessible. It's on Fox. It's on like major channels. So you have children who don't even have a concept of this kind of um, like this kind of oppression and the harmful effects of this stuff and they're just taking oh this woman on there said that we need a american or a european coach and that's just the fact that that automatically sinks into your brain whether you realize it or not yeah um <clears throat> let's take a break yeah but but <laughs> let's remember to rant about commercials when we go back to ranting yeah, oh, we're coming back okay yeah yeah Oh. I'm actually going to do, let's take a break for a Monistat ad, but I won't. But you know what? <laughs> Monistat works on top and bottom. <laughs> my mom. Oh my God. Monistat, you really should be sponsoring us. Anyway. So. <laughs> drink. Um, we asked, what has been the biggest shock in the Women's World Cup so far? That's my commentary voice. Everyone should hide. And we got some really phenomenal answers. So <laughs> I love this so much. Wait, um, I think so. Ratika said, the, and I don't know how true this is going to be because it's two thirty as of now. No, I don't know what's happening. It's, not, it's said, not true anymore. It must have come before yeah, Jamaica. Yeah, this was the other day. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Ratika, obviously you can't see into the future, and I'm shocked because I think you know everything. But Ratika said, as of I don't know when. The biggest shock is the fact that Care, uh, Sam Kerr only has one goal so far. Argentina has been a wonderful, and Argentina has been a wonderful surprise. Well, yeah, she yeah. didn't. She didn't make the mistake of putting Care on the Argentina team. There, <laughs> I was like, it is a huge shock that Sam Kerr is now Argentinian, and I read that wrong. So um, I'm sorry, Jacob, for what I just did to your tweet. Let's let somebody else read Hillary's. Well, let's let's first clarify that now uh, Sam Kerr is tied with um, Alex Morgan for the Golden Boot after Jamaica. But um, before this will be published, Australia meets Norway, correct? Osnor, yes, Noros. No, they, I like they Nora. don't start yet. Noros sounds like a like a curse. Yeah, no, yeah, right? Doesn't it? Like, like some sort of like a Italian, like Sicilian. <laughs> Noros! <laughs> and listen, I only say that because my best friend, Nana, was Sicilian and I loved her so much and she would say things like that. Not that. But anyway, so, so, what did Hillary say? <laughs> well, so, my point there was that Noros will be <laughs> happening before this pod is published and Kara maybe will have even more than five goals or yeah. Australia might be out and her golden brute dreams might be dead. Um, <laughs> I think now, you know what? I am going to show you guys what I'm cross stitching because it might go to Marissa and it might go to Sonia. Who knows? 
<laughs> we won't reveal. <laughs> that, should be a, that should be a, a prize for someone out say. there who's posting pictures of themselves in. Uh, you donate to us. Yeah. We will make really, really great cross stitches. And um, we've got some good ones, you guys. Okay. Um, Hillary. Who wants to read the next one? I think Megan I don't does. think I'm allowed to be more than one good Argentinian one in a row. Like as an Uruguayan, I'd I'd think that's like against, you know, yeah. science. I, I think Megan wants to read it. Um, Hillary said, "Love seeing Argentina's warrior women stand firm, and Italy has to be doing wonders for the women's game back home. I'd like to see more support for efforts in Africa. Yeah, would love an African team to be in the semis by 2023, and all the keepers." The keepers have been the real story the first yes. since the first weekend. They absolutely totally have been great. incredible, uh, except for the whole VAR thing, like we saw in today's Ugh. game, where that okay. First, it's okay for me to not know the Nigeria keeper's name because you're I, not getting paid to do match. And commentary. also, don't have a sheet there's the yeah, there's not a sheet in front of me. But when she was preparing to try to stop that penalty kick she was so far back in the box because she was afraid she was gonna toe the line yeah. and it have it be retaken she already got yellow carded by the way for that so she already had a card for coming off her line during a penalty so you could see her being so careful she's 19 years the old poor little woman Jeez, i know I... and she had gotten that warning you you could see when the ref <sighs> pointed it was like we can't even keep the rants out of our tweets but but yes in general the keepers have been amazing even with this bullshit they've had to deal with in terms of var oh and put these in order because these are are really great you like made a beautiful thread here because (laughs) mariposa pixie it was totally unintentional mariposa pixie I hope that means butterfly pixie by the way um yeah, but I'm hoping that her name's not Mariposa. Well, no, whatever. Your name can be Mariposa, but I also kind of hope you chose it because it means butterfly pixie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she also says keepers have been on fire. Even Thailand's keeper made seven saves in spite of that scoreline. I didn't wow. know what to expect from Argentina. Back to Argentina again. But I must not have expected much given their lack of playing leading to the this tournament but they wowed me not just korea who is fire emoji yes she is yeah Nina korea amazing oh my god megan seriously this is yeah it, it is all, all i take full credit not all Get of it. our wonderful effortistas <laughs> who sent us replies so brianna at, at underscore sound of a smile said the goalkeepers as a proud member of the goalkeepers union awesome the performances have been... How do I describe this emoji, you guys? The performances uh, have been... That's the fire emoji, isn't it? Oh, no, it's that. It's like, the okay. okay. It's been like, the okay awesome. emoji? Yeah, the awesome. okay yeah, the emoji. performances have been... But, but it seems like it's more meaning like like the Italian Amazing. kiss yeah, that. sort of. Good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Also been pleasantly surprised by the analysis team on TSN. Oh, Canadians, stop rubbing it in. We get you have nice things. <laughs> really sound oh, she really says so sorry for not, for rubbing it in. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is the most Canadian thing ever. Really sound points. Interesting insight and unafraid to banter, argue with each other. 
Sorry for rubbing it in. Oh, Brianna, you know what? Canada, just just take us all. Oh, also, yes. your Twitter and Insta takeovers have been excellent. Oh, really dig the different perspectives and dives into in-stadium vibes. Although the, it does have the negative impact of making me sad that I'm not there. Aww. Well, But you do get Canadian I- commentary. Yeah, um, but I, I do want to say that. that I was seeing some tweets about TSN today as well, in which they I don't know if it's the I don't know if by the analysis team she probably means the halftime probably team, and yeah, I think they were talking about the actual commentators also mm. displaying some racist thoughts today. Um, well, I did see Shireen post that um, the footy bed sheet, the the burn it serene footy bed sheets. Ahmed wrote that um, the burn it down pod should start doing commentary, and I know that we've been saying like for a long time it's really important to get other voices out Absolutely. there. So um, and and <clears throat> trouble Nikki talked about how when they were still doing the trouble, um, they'd been invited to yes. comment on comment commentate commentate on. A game, but uh, I think it was actually a World Cup game. But they all agreed that there was not enough knowledge to do so, and it's like I think the bar is very low. Yeah, <laughs> we're all, uh, yeah. we could just take a small step over it at this point. Right. Um, I did want to say something about the Insta takeovers, though. Um, it's going to be interesting because I agreed to let B, who is our Spanish ambassador. Yes, take great. over for the U.S. game um, on our Instagram. And I'm really excited because I feel like most of our audience will are either U.S. fans or they will get most of their information from the U.S. media or English-speaking media. And so they'll get the U.S. perspective. And in this case, we'll get to show you the Spanish side of things. Okay, I have to fix my Instagram just for this. I love that <laughs> so much. <laughs> That's really exciting, and I love that. And I also, it's just one more thing that I appreciate and love about us and our community. Those are different perspectives. Um, all right, we've got one more before we dive back in. So, at Back Office Gavin, Cameron's hair game is on point. That's true. That's just a truth. That's yeah. just fact. So thank you for bringing up science. <laughs> yes. And uh, that also dives into an upcoming thing in which um, someone is going to I actually have two hair pieces coming up. One should be up on Monday, assuming that I can sit long enough to edit Lee's piece. Um, and then after Janine so kindly retweeted that we wanted people from Africa to be writing for us. Someone approached me with the idea, um, not an AFCON piece, but a woman's World Cup piece about the meaning of African hairstyles at the Women's World Cup. And then we will also have a piece about how um, the, which it's going to dovetail with another piece in which I think it's Meredith who's looking at... um, gender the way gender is presented and about how so often the teams from like north america and europe they try to go for the traditional feminine look and use those people 
uh, as their spokespersons or present them in a certain way. She's, I think she's going to dive into research on like, even if they make them more certain clothes or that sort of thing. Um, and then, oh man, I wish I could remember who this name is. I'm so sorry. Someone else is going to do the flip side, which is that African teams often present more as a typical tomboy rather than what people perceive as feminine. And she wants to talk about how it should be okay for young African women to realize that they can also be feminine and play mm-hmm. soccer. Like there's, they can overlap. You don't have to embrace the more traditionally masculine look. So I'm really excited for those pieces. Yeah, me too. I'd also really, um, I just want to shout out Marta. Um, I mean, for a lot of things, just for being who she is. But um, we, I think we all saw Marta wearing her like intentionally dark lipstick during mm, the match. Yes. And apparently, um, aside from pointing at the um, gender equality symbol on her boot every time she scored, Marta did that, wore that um, very purposeful lipstick that would show up on screen mm. as a sign of, yes, as a sign of feminism and equality. Um, she got predictably a lot of opinions <laughs> on it. Um, she's also going to be on the cover of uh, Brazilian Vogue. This oh, that's week. Awesome. So if anybody's in South America, you can um, pick that up. My Portuguese is not good enough to um, translate it, but I'm sure somebody will translate that into Spanish or English. Um, and I'm just very appreciative and grateful to how um, vocal so many of the players are being on because they don't have to be right. They could yeah. have every right to say we're doing our job and we're playing the sport that we love. We don't, we don't need to, to be about, a symbol. Right, right. We don't have to be a symbol. We also don't have to be activists. Yeah. But they are. <laughs> so, um, but at the know. same time, it's so sad that they do have to be activists. Right. Right. For, it seems like for everything, for their race, for their gender, for their sexuality. Uh, yeah. I know. And I guess this is where we go back into ranting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I think, you know, I don't even know where to take us. Um, I would like to spend like a hot second, maybe no more than that, talking about PSGs. maybe not intentionally timed. Oh, it was intentionally timed. Yeah. Okay. So nobody sets uh, a tweet at five thirty France time yeah. without so intention. The exact same t- literally the exact same time because I checked the timestamp on the tweet. The exact same time that the Germany Nigeria match kicked off and was set to kick off. There was no delay on the match. You know, there was no, like, rainstorm baguette <laughs> shortage that made this match. So PSG knew when this match was going to set off. They set their tweet to be tweeted into the universe at the same time. Um, they tweeted out, I'm just going to pull it up for a sec, um, a picture of Neymar, um, who, again, has been accused of rape, um, and then slut-shamed and doxed the woman who raped him intentionally. So just putting that out there. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. You just said the woman who raped him. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. 
Thank you. The woman who accused him of rape. Thank you for that. So they tweeted out a picture of Neymar um, in a basketball jersey um, with the word Paris on it, sort of scowling and holding out his jersey. And it says uh, PSG times Jordan. So it's a it's a Michael Jordan jersey. Hashtag own the city. Okay, so a couple things. Um, they chose Neymar. PSG has any number of players that they could have chosen. This could have been Mbappe. It could have been Cavani. Cavani. Whatever. Right? Um, there's no reason for this to be tweeted at this time. They're not playing a match. They're not um, releasing a new sign. Like, nothing's happening that they had to do this at this time. And they chose Neymar. And also, they're in France. Come right. on. Right. Do, do at least, you know, make a tiny little hat tip to what's going on in your country at this time. Don't yeah. don't insult it by deciding that the exact time of kickoff is the time to promote an accused rapist with a new crossover branding with Michael Jordan. And that's the thing is that there were so many options, not even on the men's team. They have a women's team who could have. They have women, just women on their team who exactly. are playing in this World Cup. Yes. Pick and they could have used that for promotion, but they didn't. They chose this. PSG, Jordan, Women's World Cup, Ale Le Bleu. I don't know how the fuck else to say. <laughs> Go do your shit, women, in French, because I'm angry. If anything, wouldn't that be a better crossover? Because you're pulling in people for, who are watching the tournament rather than people who might not give a flying fuck about PSG anyway? So it almost felt, <laughs> yeah. and again, maybe I'm reading too much into this. Maybe I'm just very burnt from Juve's, you know, we're backing our rapist 100% tweets. But Which Megan will get to. So purposeful. It felt like a poke in the eye, middle finger, we don't give a shit that you're playing. Here's our rapist wearing a jersey. I, you know, oh, what's happening in the in the country? I don't care. You guys, you you pay people. I'm assuming many many euros to do your social media. And listen, if you don't, we're all looking for jobs. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> like we're all pretty good at this. So if you would like to pay us euros to do this job. Come a calling. Look at our gift game. It's on point. It'll Literally, be nice. better than whatever my you're mom doing. talking about how great Megan's gifts are in a second. <laughs> like, if you get my mom excited about soccer, hire Megan. I'm telling you. But, but like, do better. It, our, it, I feel like, like that should be our sign off. Do better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Do better. See you next week. Yeah. I just got so frustrated today by that tweet and by the ones that have been piling up about Ronaldo because we've had the UEFA Nations League account, which I then couldn't find the tweet because I it was during a game, though, the other day, talking about whatever he had done. It wasn't even what he had done. It was just Portugal score, but of course it had to be a picture of him because he's the only player in Portugal. Yeah, because, yeah, like, Quaresma isn't recognizable. Oh, he, he is the only Portuguese citizen to ever have Portugal. 
Interesting. It, it, it reminds me, and it's something I've been struggling with so much since last year, how I'm getting a lot more emotional baggage having to watch this sport in general. Yeah. I'm, it's, it used to be my, like, away from everything. It was my one safe space. Yeah. You know, I could be stressed out about anything, but I'd sit on a bus watching a Champions League game and feel that euphoria when your team wins. And now... I'm sorry, your team was playing in the Champions League? Sorry. Sorry, I just said no, that. <laughs> uh, that was before RBL. Okay. Inescapable, It was actually the season that BVB versus Bayern... I was just going to say that that was almost certainly yeah. what you were talking about. Um, uh and what was it? Uh, Goal did? Didn't Goal do something yesterday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was, I think that's even worse than the Nations League one, where it's something like World Music Day. So, number one, a stupid celebration day that nobody actually cares about, really. Because I had, didn't even know that that was a thing before. Oh, there's a, there's a, every day has a thing. But there's yes. a donut day. You know, you could have done World was... Bananas Day when I gave you that, that word. <laughs> You're right. I could have proclaimed it today and just decided that I'm the official arbiter of that. Yes. But, uh, but it, so number one, it's a stupid thing. Like, why are you promoting that? Do you have no other football content to promote in the middle of multiple tournaments? Yeah, there are like seven. Like, I don't yeah. know if anybody. I know we're like making a deviation, but I don't know if anybody saw Curacao's goal yesterday because yes, I was watching Copa America, even though I didn't want to. But like, Curacao. You guys, you could tweet about Curacao scoring this amazing goal. You could find the little, like, what's that thing under the sea called? You get to make that. You get to do it. It's not an umlaut, but it's just as fun. Is this the DM? Yes. Yeah, in French. I'm not. Sorry, my diacritic marks aren't. Tweet about diacritic marks. Diacritic marks. That's the thank you. Okay. (laughs) You know? Like, there's so much to talk about right now. I got one thing out of that modern language degree, and it was knowing diacritic marks. (laughs) But why, here's the question. You you are in the middle of all these tournaments, and as far as I know, Nations League Cup whatever is over. That's done. It's not Um, one of the tournaments that are... (laughs) Yeah, it's not one of the seven tournaments going on. So why, the only reason you choose... To feature Ronaldo in this uh, tweet that they made is because Ronaldo gets retweets and likes. Yes. Yes. And there's no way to stop that unless we stop quote tweeting it. Yep. Making any reference. I mean, I I don't know about making any reference, but we can't even quote tweet these damn things because that's considered engagement. Just have to say something like, hey, goal, how about not putting an accused rapist on your Twitter for absolutely no reason whatsoever? Right. So we've talked about this before, right? You can, and (laughs) Kirsten, I'm very sorry about the very long article that I sent you um, about this topic. Um, but we've talked about the way, you know, no, we can't just disengage from this entirely because sadly it's a point of life and yes, they're news, but also there's a way and there's a way if you're going to cover these two men, first of all, there's no reason to Neymar isn't even playing in the tournament right now that his team is playing in, but whatever, you know, you can say, 
you know, Neymar, currently accused of rape, (laughs) Ronaldo, like, name it, say it. And for us on this side, take a screenshot so you're not quote hooting it, send it back to them and say, explain to me why this is necessary. Call them out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tired and I'm angry. And Megan is absolutely right that we should not have to be bombarded by this when the rest of the world is also saturated with rape culture. And, you know, this should not be. And also, you're going to fix that sentence for me. <laughs> yes, my editing works in podcasting. <laughs> Well, you said you could put a filter on Skype. I trust that you could fix everything. (laughs) I can say that, number one, instead of that stupid video, which, to be fair, wasn't even a particularly interesting video, there was a video, was it last week, of the Canadian women's team (gasps) singing I Feel Like a Woman? Oh, yes. That was amazing. Oh, my God. You're right. And ties into something current. to hire you. You guys, hire Megan. She's applying for jobs. Hello. Yes. Yeah. No, we're not kidding. Like, literally hire her. She will get you so what's content clicks, all the things, anything you want. Just hire her. As long as they remember that, hey, women are 50% of the population and they will also be engaging. Well, yeah. Okay. But I was trying to balance it out with the fact that probably soccer fans are not 50% women. So, you know. I thought you were going to say soccer fans aren't 50%. No, they're definitely more than that. I, I don't know. I'm like three Rocky AN now, so I can't math anymore. <laughs> I can never. Yeah. Ritika has been helping me with my biostats class, and I'm so grateful. This community is the best thing ever. Oh, I know. She helps you with biostats. Megan helps me make Google Sheets that don't look like crap. I mean, I, I try to add one thing, and I'm like, why does the text not wrap? Make it help me. And that was without the influence of alcohol. Oh, um, well, I have to I, say, I genuinely don't know how you break Google Sheets so easily. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a talent. That needs to go on your resume. <laughs> if, it, if it's possible, it will. Maybe uh, Google should hire you. You know how those people get hired to, like, break things break intentionally? Yes, like they, yeah. they hire people who like break into banks so they learn how to do bank security. Google should hire you to break their shit so they know how to fix it. I'd also like to say that I'm in the market for a job now and now I can't put Google sh- suite of applications on my resume because I've just been outed. Everyone, hire Kirsten. Hire, okay. Come to me and I will tell you why you should hire these two incredible people. I will make you an alphabetized list and I will bedazzle it because they are that worthy. Anyway, and then Megan will take it and put it in a spreadsheet. Yes. Yes. And here's to make sure that it's an APA format. Okay. Here we go. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Dial back. Thinking. Oh, we have to. Thinking, thinking. So okay. we were talking about how Megan said that soccer can't be an escape anymore because um uh you know all of this stuff about rape culture and patriarchy and racism and everything intruding but um sonia who unfortunately is no longer with us no she it's okay she's coming back she'll be back i'm sure yeah she's just canadian uh she set up a good question from the conference she was at yesterday about how your engagement with sport um, through social media has changed 
um, kind of the way you perceive sport and the way that you interact with people and stuff. And while I all, I obviously said stuff about all the people I met and the Efertistas community and everything like that, um, it really has made me more aware of these issues. Like, I'm not sure if in 2015, when I was watching the World Cup, if I'd heard that commentary, if I'd been so perceptive and noted the underlying racism behind it and the stereotypes that were being talked about. Um, so being on social media and having all these intelligent people from different backgrounds to say, hey, wait up, this is why that's wrong, um, as much as it makes it hard for soccer to be an escape mechanism, it's also helped educate me about um, <clears throat> those issues both in sport but also in the wider world. So while I'm a little sad that it's no longer relaxing to watch this sport I love, unless I totally turn off the like five social apps that I have going on. Um, I'm, I'm glad that I have all these people around me that have opened my eyes to so many issues and so many ways to be active and engaged and try even with just one small voice to make little changes. Yeah, okay. I totally agree. Yeah, I think that's that's both like sort of the perfect uplifting or ho not uplifting, like hopeful cap on that. Um, and, and an acknowledgement of how we all have so much to learn, but also what we can learn if we're open to learning. And I and I'm really appreciative. I feel like I'm just quoting my own threads today. So <laughs> really just ignore me and go read my Twitter. Um, <laughs> but it was probably a week or two ago. I um, fully, I guess, came out online, um, which was a very what emotional. Is that? I would have like sent you a hot, like, keep going. <laughs> I did it really late because I was tired. It was in our WhatsApp chat, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, no it was no. It was, it was a yeah. direct message to me. That's right. Yeah. And I was like, I'm tired and I'm going to go ahead and do this. Um, <laughs> And so my first time I, I was for a long time, I was really closeted. And then I went to Germany in 2015 and I didn't know like how I was going to present myself or anything. And, um, I kind of just put it in the back of my mind and then I went to Leipzig. So of course the story is in Leipzig. Um, I ended up, my last time there was Christopher street day, which is their pride parade. Um, Christopher street is a street that Stonewall was on and, uh, is on. And in New York. so I didn't, yeah, like, like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm, but that's the name of it in Germany and Austria. And I don't know where else. Um, and so I didn't know that this was going to be happening in the city that day. I didn't check. All I cared about was that I was going to watch a um, test match, their preseason test match, and they were going to have like a big thing. Wait, you isn't that a cricket term? Sorry. Yeah, I thought it was a cricket Wicket? term. I, it, <laughs> it's, Bowling? When you, 
I translated it from German, so I pro I probably mess up my English sometimes. They're uh, it was like their preseason match. Okay. Um, against an Israeli team, and um, now she's just showing off. She speaks German. <laughs> I hire her. That's all. <laughs> so it's in the middle of the city, and I just like heard this loud music, like a couple streets over, and I'm like, oh, what's going on? Is you know, is it related to soccer? Because that's my first thought about anything, <laughs> and. I walk over, and literally the first group of people I see, which was like the middle of the parade, but it was the first one that I saw, was a huge group of soccer fans in jerseys with rainbow flags and a huge banner that said, foosball fans, gay, gay, and homophobia. Just foosball fans against, uh, soccer fans against homophobia. And I literally started crying in the middle of the street because I, I already felt like I always kind of felt like an outsider on both soccer and with my sexuality and to see fans that I was standing next to at that game in that crowd of people chanting was just kind of the first time I could really come to terms with that myself and feel proud about myself and that's just continued because um, RB Leipzig now has a LGBTQ fan club, uh, Rainbow Bulls, and they've just continued to support that. They did a huge TIFO um, with rainbow colors that said Leipzig is all colors. Um, and it's just really helped me realize that even when there are those difficult times that we're dealing with, there are those small little pockets that we can get support from, like the Unusual Efforts community or like certain fan groups. You stopped us dead as we, uh, yeah, (laughs) as we reflect on the fact that there's, there are definitely supportive, yeah, yeah. I promise, I'm trying not to cry myself, so. Um. (laughs) And I'm trying not to laugh really hard. (laughs) Well, oh, we're gonna have to redo our Patreon and then allow certain levels of people access to the WhatsApp chats that we make while we're actually recording the podcast. <laughs> because should I, should I tweet out what, or should I tweet out a screenshot of, of uh, what just <laughs> happened? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, have you looked down at your screen? Yeah, have you looked? No, I haven't because I actually have a dog attacking me right now, oh. but... <laughs> Megan, I think That's we're gonna close. really enjoy this. Yeah, I think, yeah. So, uh, we're just gonna do it. It's gonna happen. Oh, great. You know what? Everyone deserves this. This is, this is all, this is all Sonya's fault for not being level. in the unusual, and not in our little foursome chat except to send an eggplant. Yeah. And she uh, just so sent us all spiraling down into a little hole, I believe. Don't say hole. <laughs> not. <laughs> Oh, I think we have some 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 people that we need to actually. Oh my god, Australia is happening right now because um, well, I don't even know what to do. You know what? This is this is what we're doing instead of watching Australia because we talked for fifteen minutes before we. Yep. Um. Okay, y'all. When we get into this next section, can we just do one, three, four? Ignore us, by the way. Just so everyone knows. 
Oh, Noros? Yes. Yeah. Like a curse. Has okay. curse scored yet? Okay. Twitter question, you guys. <laughs> we would love some opinions on multiple tournaments being scheduled at the same time. Because, listen, nobody is giving us jobs that let us just sit and watch soccer all day. And I think that's rude. Well, so actually, somebody gave jobs. me a job, but it's, it's part time. It's part time. So. You enough, and I'm offended that no one pays you more money. Anyway, let's read some uh, some feelings and opinions and thoughts on on um, how this can be changed. And while I tweet this gift to the universe, Kirsten, will you take the first one? Oh, you will. I'm gonna. You're gonna look on our Twitter in about five seconds while Kirsten reads this first response. Uh, it's from Jay. Kolowski and it's really hard to say their Twitter name because it's like home Homer Thompson but it's with a lot of zeros and capital letters so um we're sorry about that uh just put in some zeros where the O's should be and then capitalize the E and Homer okay to okay. find that person I think Anyway, they say yeesh, which is one of my favorite words. Yeesh, this scheduling thing is ridiculous. Not only there's this conflict between the Women's World Cup, Copa America, and the Gold Cup, but the U20, oh, U20, not U21, good to know. (laughs) U20 World Cup ended a day before the UEFA U21 tournament. That's why I'm so damn confused. Like, is it U20 or U21? How legal is Luca? That sort of thing. Uh, Anyway, so yes. um, Then they say, I can only assume that there's a lack of communication between the confederations that's causing this, which is actually true. The FIFA's blamed it on the confederations. The confederations have said, why do we need to check with you? But we'd like to point out this has never happened for the Men's World Cup. The schedule was entirely clear last year. Yes, Jesse, yep. you are raising your hand. No, I was just doing like a yes. Like oh, a my God. Correct. Correct. That is yes. true. Um, so check our Twitter right now. So, yeah. <clears throat> If if it's a lack of communication, then that lack of communication would extend to the men's tournament as well. There's You can't excuse it away. FIFA must have come down and said, no, you can't schedule anything else during this time in Russia. But they didn't do the same thing for the women. Um... That actually also makes me think of, okay, putting aside all of the other issues of Qatar, are they going to do the same thing for Qatar? How well, are they going to manage that? Qatar is weird because it's supposedly going to be in, what, November, December, yeah. something like that? Mm-hmm. So it's the first time that rather than the Western Hemisphere, rather than the Americas get disrupted by a World Cup, the... I heard that bark. The Europeans, also the Africans, but let's face it, the Europeans are the ones that are going to make the most noise, um, get their leagues disrupted. So it's my understanding that during the World Cup, at least part of the time, leagues like 
NWSL, MLS, they continue. There's no thing now. Yeah. And Christian, you know, look at Seattle. I mean, I know because of Nico, but if you look at Seattle, I think they've lost like 12 players. And they're still, they're, you know, the league's going. Yeah, but there's no yeah. fucking way that the Premier League will agree to stop right. or yeah, agree right. to go with all these players missing. They, I mean, part of the reason that AFCON moved to the summer is because they were upset at losing some of their best players in, I think, January was when AFCON yeah. used to be. But then they can move AFCON into when the Women's World Cup is, and that's... That's really frustrating because it's like these are two tournaments that we would really like to promote. We won't, we don't want to. Obviously, we're about promoting women, but we also think that Africa should get a lot of attention as well. Yeah, promoting underserved voices and in communities should be in in everyone's best interest. I mean, FIFA should have a stake in the fact that like it looked like during that um, the game the match. My brain is in other languages as well. Um, During the AFCON match this morning, the stadium was empty. Who does that serve? Was that in in Congo? Yeah. And I'll tell you that the Copa America has not had fantastic numbers either. So if you're spreading tournaments this thin on the ground, nobody benefits except for Michelle Platin. In prison? My dog agrees with (laughs) me. Apparently that's why he's I don't know what's happening. Oh, what else do people say? Um, We had uh, Mauricio Gomez Montoya. Wait, but those are those are questions. Questions. Yeah, that's. And this, yeah, man, these don't apply to your actual. So really, that was the only one that answered the question about. uh, But. Part of that question was, are you seeing a difference in promotions? And I want to direct people to the piece that went up today and what Jessica Malone, who made her de- debut as an effortista, she directly compared her experience in Russia in 2018 with her experience in France. She just got home from France. And you can absolutely see in that article the difference in how um, both FIFA and the country federations took steps to make sure fans were cared for and that the tournaments went smoothly and all that sort of thing. It's, I've heard from multiple sources that, um, at least in Paris, the tournament is not being promoted at all. Um, it's not that people don't see it going on, don't know that it's going on, but there's not like, you know, posters and billboards and even like the fan fests aren't actually showing the games, which is like, what the fuck? Why are you putting up a fan fest if that's not what it's for? Um, So I just wanted to take a moment to say, uh, go check that, check out that article because she does a, excellent job at laying out the differences between the last men's world cup and this women's world cup yeah it was a really good article and um speaking of jesses we have another jess which is jess huh 15 
who says, I think it's a shame that all the brackets lined up so that a U.S.-France final isn't possible. I think Germany and Australia advance today. Well, we know you're right on one of those, Jess. <laughs> Germany has definitely advanced with possibly a little help from VAR. Or possibly, you know, just because it doesn't matter that your coach is Swedish and knows tactics if your federation <laughs> doesn't give you enough money. Um, no, I mean, Germany have good players. I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, diminish that, but there was definitely help from VAR and there definitely is a difference in how the women are helped both as a national team and as um, where they get to play during the league season. Okay, so now we have, you want to take the question there, Megan? The many questions that we have? (laughs) We'll start with the first one, which was, how are you able to watch all the Women's World Cup games? Are you divvying them up? And I, I, I'm wondering if they're asking think, our maybe. account in general. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's how I That's a really it. interesting answer, actually. I like that question. Yes. Um, so in the talk of spreadsheets, <laughs> <laughs> we have a spreadsheet of all the games with the Instagram, the Twitter, if there are any on-the-ground watch parties, if there are any around-the-world watch parties. And despite Google's best attempts to thwart us, it is working to divvy up the games between <laughs> many mostly. amazing, um, yeah, mostly among many amazing effortistas. So and then, it's not just our two. Yeah, it's not like one of us watching every single game because, like we've repeatedly said, we don't have jobs that let us watch soccer and get paid for it. Even I, who am working part time, had to like switch off part of that game to edit something to make sure it got up before the next game. Um, so yeah, we have fantastic effortistas. If somebody isn't signed up on that spreadsheet, we go into our effortista WhatsApp chat, which people can still get involved in if they want to non-men, non-men, sorry, all men. Um, but uh, those people in there are usually willing to step up and say either I'll tweet this one or I'll tweet part of this one. Can somebody else step in? And it's it's been really great. It's a huge pressure off me because I've always felt that I had to be tweeting everything and it causes me great anxiety and doesn't give me room to edit. So to anyone who's tweeted a game... I love you. I will love you forever. It's made my life so much easier. All right. Next question. Next question is, are y'all... Yes, I love it when people use (laughs) y'all. Are y'all watching Copa America 2019, Gold Cup 2019, and AFCON 2019 too? Uh, Jesse, you're fist pumping over there. (laughs) I mean, you know, I've watched um, Copa America on occasion. Just I, I, uh, 
I, I may or may not have watched every single one of, of, of the matches and been really excited when um, Argentina lost and then when Uruguay won. What? It's a great tournament. I'm just really annoyed it's at the same time as the Women's World Cup. <laughs> and that you haven't lost your citizenship. This, oh is, my God. this is why you're not sleeping. I yeah. No, I don't sleep at all. So, uh, Meg, your response was like my favorite thing. I wrote something like the Argentinian women won so that the Argentinian men would lose. Uh, whatever. I just like seeing the Argentinian men self-destruct. Come at me. Don't, please. I can't yeah, do don't. Um, she doesn't need more yeah. awful uh, things. <laughs> Um, it is a, it's the Copa America is fascinating. It's a really interesting little microcosm of South America and soccer. Um, it's really curious to me to see the sort of swings of Brazilian support for their own national teams. Um, and I, I just, I get a kick out of it. I think it's, it's really fun. And I'm like anxious all the time about my own players, but that's nothing new. Uh, <clears throat> Megan, are you watching any of the other ones? I am not because I am barely managing to watch the Women's World Cup, yeah. which is something that I've watched for a long time. And also, quite honestly, I know next to nothing about most men's teams. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Just saying that men's national it. teams, right? Not men, yeah, men's national teams because <laughs> supporting local soccer is a big thing, and um promoting right now um maybe that's part of it too is because i'm very into my local team which is a usl team and so they've got a lot going on right now and that's what i'm investing my i guess men's soccer effort into <laughs> your <laughs> like unusual effort how weird i'm yeah i'm considering i actually have been has spent the last how many days has it been? Two days since that game. Figuring out how I'm going to get to Atlanta for the um, next U.S. Open Cup round. <coughs> so. <laughs> Hell, some of us are trying to figure out how to get to Detroit to try to see Napoli in one of two games. That's a little more challenging. See, you guys, we go through a lot. We, we go, through go through a lot. Um, speaking of going through a lot, can I just say, I don't give a shit about the Gold Cup. I have never understood why it exists. For America. I don't understand why <laughs> people care. Uh, Megan's raising her hand because maybe she oh, wants to God. tell me why it no. exists. I'm, I that's more in agreement. That's okay, you know, yeah. I, I'll I'll do like one little baby devil's advocate. Like I don't know what a little devil is, but like a devil dog advocate. Um, I think you know I do think it's it's. I think it's like good for fans of like Bermuda and I'm just going to keep using Curacao because I like yeah. typing it. And and they were like really actually great to watch last night. Um, that it you know that kind of like ability to see those teams um, on television is is something we often don't get. Like you have to go out of your way to watch like you know minnows as it were. Yeah, but. Do I do I need to see the U.S. men's national team and their fans all over my feed? I, oh, I no. think that is the there issue for me. So I don't other, like. Yeah, you could send me for like, I don't know, a pap smear. Sorry, everyone, but like, I, I there are many <laughs> other things that. I'd be doing because at least that's good for you. Yeah, you know, and nothing about the U.S. men's national team is good for my health. I yeah, I think that's my major issue with it is that so many 
dude bros are out there talking about the men's team rather than paying any attention to the women when the women are so much more successful and so much more worth celebrating. So two um, things. One is Sonia and I, when we were potting um, during our infamous, during my infamous um, Eva Marcus's <laughs> dentist podcast, um, that said recent. that we... It was Griezmann's dentist. Thank you. We had to do a like comparison because she didn't understand what I meant when I was talking about bro culture for the U.S. Women's National Team because apparently Canada's better in all things and they don't have that. So we do have. To I do bet that they have point. it in like hockey or something. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but curling maybe fight and like you know <gasps> gift each other with like shots of maple syrup before I don't know. Speaking so of, I just to, like... poured a shot of Rocky all over myself. <laughs> it's antiseptic. <laughs> So we have to do that, but also, um, but wait, so there was something else, I promise. And Sorry, I, don't... I interrupted you with the whole no <laughs> screaming thing. We should do, we should do a like, you know, cultural, I don't know, anthropological study of like. I have a degree in that. <laughs> Yay! I thought you had a degree in math. You just told us you had a degree in modern languages. I did too. I did a dual major. Oh, well, fancy, fancy. Um, yeah, we should think about... I mean, there's tons of actual literature out there mm -hmm. comparing the cultures and that sort of thing that you can dive into and national identity and groups and all that stuff and anybody who wants to pitch us along those lines. But uh, I want to say that I'm trying to watch AFCON. Me and too! Um, yeah, you tweeted for us a little bit. Um, my gifts were not as good as Megan. <laughs> you, the, the crane one was pretty amazing. Um, what was I going to say? So Serbia, for some reason, the package that we get has like 15 of what are called sport club. We get that one, but there's Arena as well, which has four different channels, and it's Arena that shows Syria, and it's Arena that's showing AFCON. So the games that are on Eurosport, I can watch. Uh, the games that are on Arena, like the one that's right now, which is Nigeria versus Burundi, I believe. Yeah. Um, I can't watch, which I'm really upset about because... Thanks to the efforts of our Nigerian effortistas, I am really backing Nigeria a lot of the time. Although we I also, also decided that, what was it? Was it Uganda? No. Well, we posted a really wonderful article about Burundi's team playing through decades of civil war. Um, but somebody else wrote that because... Um, I think we did ask a question a while ago about team names. Like, the who knew? I didn't. The Australia are the grasshoppers? What? No, sorry. Norway. Norway are the grasshoppers. Like, do you have grasshoppers in Norway? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I was going to ask. Um, right? But um, somebody this morning when we were, when I was tweeting for about uh, the AFCON match, wrote in response to my little little crane gift that I think. Who oh, was was it Tom? Yes. Um, and I found a really cute dodo gift, which just made me really happy. Um, so yeah, they're, um, so they're really good. They're really good stories and really good, good games. Wait, I'm going to let you know in one second. Mauritius. 
are the dodo. Oh yeah, it's Mauritius. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, Tom is Czech, but is a African football expert. And well, so, for that. I guess the uh, the point here is that me, at least, and sometimes Jesse will be watching AFCON as we can, and we'll definitely be. We're asking for more AFCON pitches. We've had at least two. Uh, we want those to come from people who are in Africa or have a specific relationship with Africa. We're tired. This aggravated me so much. Um, I, I honestly, I'm a big fan of Nick Ames writing, but ESPN's preview was all entirely him. Uh, no quotes from people who are from Africa, who are experts on the countries, nothing of that sort. We know from unusual efforts that there are talented producers in Africa who can comment on these teams. And I think Janine is actually going to be a commentator. Janine is amazing. She's part of a four women for the BBC who are in Africa, in Egypt, commentating on AFCON, which is amazing to me because it's like, this isn't even the World Cup and they're actually sending four women. Um, so hopefully she, I shipped a shirt to her in Cairo. Hopefully she gets that and she'll do a little, uh, UE promoting there so we can get expand kind of out of Nigeria and get some other writers from other African countries to provide us with some great content. Actually, we do have someone who's going to write about Cameroon, which is wonderful. Well, I asked, um, my friend is Ghanaian. He's an Arsenal fan, which I know is very problematic, but I still yes. <laughs> trust him enough um, to ask him to rock our shirt and promote us. So I, I apologize, fellow Spurs fans, but I, I did, um, I did, I did reach across the aisle. Sometimes yeah. it has to be done. I thought so. I thought it, I really, I, I felt like the sacrifice was worth it for Hector Bellerin's sake. Okay, I did that. You're welcome, everyone. That's what happened. So, <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing but so that can follow that. What is your and I know this is a very controversial controversial question. What is your favorite kit of this Women's World Cup? Oh damn! Now this I'm thinking about part. Africa kits, which are also always amazing. Also, Meg Linehan, I'm very sorry that I offended um, Germany's. On behalf of unusual efforts, that was me. That was my fault. I apologize for what I said about Germany's kit today. It was the commentary. I was angry. Megan, I'm sorry. Because that's my kit. Uh, I know. No, no. She's she's applying to Meg, not not you. I know. I said something perhaps I shouldn't have about the kit looking like somebody had smeared, had melted crayons and pixelated it. Well, here's why I like it, because it's part of, like, what I liked about the men's kit, but then it has that, like, the colors of the flag. I will say, as for an alternative, my mom wants the women's away, the U.S. women's away shorts. That's shorts? all she wants. She, does, she doesn't care about the jersey. She likes the shorts and thinks they look badass. And so we are now on a journey to find cool. huh. selling the women's shorts, because... In most places, you can find the men's away shorts, but then it doesn't have the three stars, so. <laughs> they, they don't deserve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, unlike those weird Brazil kits with their five stars. 
You know, um, I have to shout out <clears throat> the Pepto Bismol Pink Scotland kit. Like, it's just so in your face pink. Yes. Awesome. And I really like it. I love that I one really, too. Really, yeah. And Sammy likes it too. Sammy likes the pink Scott. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I really like the Scotland kit. I actually really like Nigeria's kit they were wearing today. I felt it was really sleek. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's just because my mind was on AFCON when we switched to this question. Um, oh, there were some really good, you know, China's sort of like, like sophisticated pajama. And I mean that in a great way. Like, I actually really do. It's a cool, like, lounge pajama top. You know what, though? It'd be nice if they gave the women, or in general, players, more teams, more leeway to make changes with the kids. Like, I I feel like I remember somebody saying that um, an African team once tried to wear a sleeveless jersey. Yeah. And they wouldn't let them. I read that and, too. I think you posted that because I must have read it on our account. And it was like, no, you absolutely cannot. You have to cover those shoulders. And it wasn't women. It wasn't like, oh, no, we can't see women's shoulders. It was the men. So. You know what? I think that has a lot to do with marketing, though. Like, you know, you see that. Yeah, the patches and stuff like right, that. They and, need more space. Well, and also that, like, you know, I, I know with Uruguay's men. They were trying to break their contract with Puma. I know we all miss Cavani's nipples, but yes, um, you know, and go to Adidas, and there was a big no. like don't take the Uruguay Puma kits away, please. <laughs> well, they didn't, they didn't, but there was like a lot of talk over like you know that Puma had paid money like over where they put that little Puma leopard. Ah, yes. Uh, that if the sleeves were any shorter, the the bottom. Wait, I'm sorry, the... isn't the Puma leopard oh, a, Puma. a Puma? A Puma Puma. Yeah. <laughs> where they put the Puma. Puma. <laughs> Um, delirious right now. Please tell me also. <laughs> now I'm I've got to look this up. That Cote d'Ivoire did not uh, go away from the Puma kits because I know, now we need to know like a list of of because they always have amazing so, Puma what I'm kits. Hearing is that I need to create a spreadsheet of Puma, Nike, Adidas um, kits. Yes, because I boycott <laughs> all of Nike, but also like the Puma kits are so intensely tight. That they're just magnificent, which is oh, why, why that I is love something them. I sorry. By the way, uh, Cote d'Ivoire, so everyone knows their FIVA code is CIV. Don't try to make the mistake of uh, like yeah, IVC or you something. Weirdly, in Spanish, it's not. It's Costa Marfil. So if you're doing it in Spanish, it's oh, shit. I did this wrong before, but it's something with it's like C something M. But do you, you get that? Do you get the hash you, flag for that? You know what? Maybe it was only when during the men's World Cup. Okay. That we're like Telemundo. I'll find it out. I definitely did it wrong the last time. Because you do get a hash flag if you do it correctly. So I'm seeing their amazing kits on Wikipedia, but I'm not seeing who their man- manufacturer oh. still is. So again, you're on Yay, it. Yay, research. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to answer this last question from. Um, I was going to say one more thing about the kits before okay. the gift thing. Um, and I hate to be, I hate that I'm always the one complaining. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> We're all very, complaining, Megan. It's incredibly <laughs> frustrating looking into getting the kits, 
because we're also happy that they redesigned women's kits. There's the whole thing about how many years they've spent, um, you know, redesigning them for better fits and stuff. And the only size range is small to large in many of the country's kits. Are you serious? Interesting. Yeah. Especially, like, I have a, oh. <clears throat> I have a Kappa kit that's in, like, a large, I believe. And it's still incredibly tight. Like, squeeze into his heart because they make them like bound to men's bodies you have boobs you have hips it's not gonna work and i can wear a men's large t-shirt and it'll be you know loose on me so what the fuck are they doing not giving us better sizes is that in all across all brands like is that you know, Kappa and Nike and... I know it's Nike and Adidas. Because those are the two I've checked. Because I oh. checked into getting the women's Germany jersey. Mm. Couldn't get that. And the U.S. home um, for Rapino and same thing. Well, those are so the I'm ones that Nike. seem to have the spokespeople who are the, like the more traditionally feminine sort of thing. So maybe that ties into into it. We never talked about the commercials. Ugh. Okay. Should we save it or should we do it as a as a you know what? Okay. Twenty seconds using the word coffee. <laughs> Kirsten, go. Like uh I wish I hadn't had so much coffee because I got fueled by my rage when I saw that it was Alex Morgan that the young little girl was trying to emulate in the crossover u.s soccer volkswagen commercial because oh my gosh can't you give nothing against alex morgan i don't particularly like her style of play but can't you give her a role model that is something different than a white traditionally feminine looking woman done that was probably 40 seconds that was great all right megan 20 seconds using the word uh, peanut butter. Go. Oh, I, I had I had one for coffee. Oh, coffee. Go. Go. <laughs> go with coffee. I needed more alcohol in my coffee when I saw Alexi Lawless on commercials because it's bad enough that I have to hear him for the analysis. I did not need to see him uh, tarnishing Google's image. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. I had to edit during most of the commercials. Alexi Lawless is in commercials. You didn't see all of the. Oh, you had to yeah. be on a Twitter feed. So it's a I don't even know nest. It's but which I had to Google. Oh, yeah. that's what you were that's talking like about about Alexi Lawless will invade your smart home or whatever. Yes, yes. Oh, that's and terrifying. So it's just him going into someone house, someone's house, and then the little kid asks Dad, "What's a nutmeg?" And then Alexi Lawless goes this and like kicks the ball through the guy's legs and is just being a jerk in general, like Alexi Lawless is and. It's like, get out of my house, Alexa. And, and somehow that's yeah. a commercial for a Google smart home product. Well, Nest isn't <laughs> Google, so we're probably having well, an issue was, there. Don't sue yeah, us, Google. It was definitely Google, but I can't remember what it was. Alexa? Google Home. Google? I don't know. Google Home. I yeah. like how I'm worried about getting sued by Google or Amazon, but not by Cat White Hill or Alexi Lawless. Alexi Lawless, right? I know. But... Um, yeah, that was very well done, you guys. I applaud you. Um, we're supposed to end on a happy note, and we've already been almost an 
hour and a half, so maybe our happy note can be this final question from Mauricio, which okay. is our favorite gif of all time, and somehow we have to describe <laughs> it through our voices. Wait, I'm going to use my mom's voice. <laughs> We're not going to just splice her in here? Can no. we do that? Do oh, we let's, let's see. Let's, let's okay. uh, all right. see if it picks so, up. Megan, on unusual effort, um, tweeted a pic, a, a gif of um, a a birdie, a little birdie. Yeah. So I go. I am at my parents' house this weekend, and I go into into the living room, and I hear my mom say, "It's a cute birdie." And I'm like, I know immediately what's happening. My mom is obsessed with unusual efforts, and like all of you so i i get on i i video here we go don't all right she didn't want to be on the video i don't see one camera what were you what were you saying shoot his bird ever it totally got my attention Watch that in uh, instead more than I watch soccer. soccer. So anyway, that's what I'm saying. Hire Megan because she gets even my mom to care about soccer. Can or I least, say yeah. that I have a giant gift folder to use with tweet, tweet Deck because before the whole Tweet Deck update, and that bird and that gift is literally just titled Happy Bird. Happy, Happy bird. bird. So that's what my mom is reacting to. Okay, Megan, is that also your favorite gift? Yes. No, I'm... Uh... It's the gift that keeps on giving. <clears throat> I'm trying to think because I've been using so many gifts the last few days to figure out which one's my favorite. Because, can I say, I believe it's FIFA that's done the updating on, GIF- on Giphy. Um, they have a bunch of, like, from the media days, they made a bunch of gifts for the players and different teams. And mm. so that's where I've been able to get most of my options for the for live tweeting. Um, hmm. Hold on. Oh, I know what it is. It's um, mine is like the little happy dance from Full House um, <laughs> with one of whichever Olsen twin was playing Michelle at the moment. <laughs> um, doing the little happy dance. I'm sorry, you're you're old enough to know Full House. I don't don't actually think you are. It was syndication on the Oh, okay. There we go. You were not a TGIF child. Okay. (laughs) No, but I did um, actually use the hairstyle that they had in their soccer movie as I went into a um, hairstylist and said, I want this exact hairstyle. And by the way, if you have very curly hair, that will not work. And it ends very, very poorly. Yes. Oh. So, my favorite gift, which neither Ryan or Kim has replied to me to attempt to find it again, was one that SBN used constantly, not on our social media, but within our um, Slack, I believe. I don't even know if we had Slack back in 2014, but it was like this little animal, either... I. I I believe it was a fox because we were all behind Algeria at the time. 
And it was like trying to scramble up a door and then it would fall back in the snow and like flail around. And for the life of me, I don't know the right words to put into uh, the GIF search to... Lily Fox? Yeah, I don't know. Try that. Um, So uh, I've been... I'm white. I'm almost 40. I identify with certain uh, touchstones of my childhood that are mostly white and um, probably have some issues to them. But uh, Ratika had me going through Devil we- Devil's Wear. The Devil Wears Prada gifts, which are amazing, and I'm latching on to those. I use the Clueless gifts. I use um, Veronica Mars gifts, especially where she says, like, this is my happy face and she's frowning. But I think um, because I can't find the Fox gif that I will say that the Gilmore Girls Michelle saying, people are particularly stupid today. I can't talk to anymore. Is my favorite gif of all time. And I hope that wasn't supposed to be soccer related because it clearly is not. Well, I think we have a, like, a unique ability to make things soccer related. Like your cute clueless gifs. Yes. Being soccer related (laughs) bring me such joy. (laughs) And I am looking at our timeline and I remember, I didn't remember that somehow I managed to make um, Mike Myers as his mother-in-law doing a little clumps <laughs> into a soccer-related tweet. You know what? And I think the thing is, anything can be soccer-related if you really put your mind to it. I just don't like pushing the categories on the gifts and, like, twitting out the same old thing that, you know, that's why I, like, search for movies or TV shows and then look for something interesting to right. accompany it. Also, I'm a little offended that nobody has responded to our amazing um, screenshot from our WhatsApp group yet. I think they're just overwhelmed. That's true. It is very wonderfully overwhelming. Okay. Uh, By the way, Norway is uh, winning. So that's going to be ending Sam Kier's campaign for the Golden Boot if it holds that way. Okay. Well, stuck on that one. That wasn't really uh, a happy way to end. No. Megan, can we end with our watch party form then? Yes, because I decided that the best way to make this watch party form was to type out all, what, I think there's 38 time zones? Yes, that was amazing. There's not right. not 38 um, hours in a day with that. No, because there are a surprising number where they're on 30s or 45s of the hour. I know, it's and weird. It's just fun, especially when they're like different parts of some state in Canada are in different time zones and basically country. I'm very mad at every country right now, but I did it. So (laughs) So, the watch party form so that we can actually um, do a virtual watch party for something like Bend It Like Beckham or Drink and Watch United Passions Um, or 21 Thunder as Jesse demands. Yeah, we'll do once a week 21 Thunder watch parties or something. Um, So it's not too overwhelming. But we need to know where you are and what times work for you so that we can schedule them properly. And We'll we'll probably end up having, like, some in one time zone, some in the other. But we're really about 
trying to build community right now. And we think that these watch parties are yet another way of, you know, in addition to our Instagram stories and our WhatsApp chat and that sort of thing, um, hoping that it'll bring people closer together in that way. And also Megan's obsessive with details and loves to make forms. Especially on Google until Alexi Lawless nutmegged me today. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have to get, we, both because my computer is dying and because we just do. We finish this one. Um, we're going to finish with do better. Or I'm glad Alexi Lawless did not nutmeg me today. Yeah, that's a good sign-off. I like it. <laughs> so let's sign off with never allow Le- Lexi Lawless to nutmeg you. Beautiful. And Goodbye. See you next time. See you next week.